podcast something you got to deal with welcome back to the show i'm your host my name is q we have another interview in the building a special guest in the building coming from uh my neighboring state uh shout out to my neighboring state uh guest can you please introduce yourself yeah sure thing what's up everybody i'm crowded places um <laughs> <laughs> uh no um uh, my name is Alec Hershey. I'm a regular dude from Ohio who uh, makes beats. Yeah. Alec Hershey, regular, regular, regular dude from Ohio uh, who makes beats. Uh, let's 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 give it up for Alec. I feel really loved. Oh, oh yeah, you're loved. It's uh, it, it, this is the Cool Hand Podcast, man. It's just, <laughs> we we show love on the Cool Hand Podcast. Now, Alec. Now we now people don't know this, but um, Alec and I interviewed in the past. So um, there's some some bits and pieces that I remember from that interview that I was thinking about today. Um, um but that never came out because uh, I I was off my rocker that day. It was not my best day. I was um. I was blurting out weird things. Uh, it was completely unprofessional. Um, it was an, it was embarrassing. So uh, we're doing this again. We're trying this again. I mean, man, you don't have to lie to everybody like that. <laughs> I thought you were pretty top tier as far as podcasts go. Yeah, I'm just you know I, I'm exaggerating the truth to make it uh seem like I sabotaged our interview. But uh, I'll just set that narrative. I, I sabotaged our interview the first time. So um, thank you for uh for being back on the show. So uh, I'm excited to do this. Get another uh, formal interview with you. Yeah, me too. Um, so cutting out everything, let's just get to the point. Um, Alec, you said you make beats. And we're going to talk about that. Um, I see some instruments in the background. What else do you do when it comes to uh, music? Um, yeah, this is a question I get asked a lot. And people are often disappointed by the answer. Because like if people say, oh, you make music, they're always like, oh, do you sing? And, like their eyes light up. And you're always like, I'm like, you can probably tell just by hearing the way that I speak that I can't sing. And it's like, no, I, I do this other stuff. And I was like, oh. Okay, probably won't <laughs> check it out then. You know, just kidding. But um, I, I am a producer, composer, and arranger. Producer, composer, arranger. Uh, so fancy, so fancy. Sounds so fancy. So, so sophisticated. Producer, composer, and arranger. Now, what goes what goes into that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I guess I could break it down. I, um, I've always had a love for music. Um, I feel a need to create it. And so um, I love to play music, write music, record music. That's the composition part. Um, producer, that's making it come to life. Um, and arranger, arranger is what um, 
you kind of see me do on my albums where you see different people come together. Um, you might hear people utilize their talents in a, in a different way. Um, does that, does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Arranging is, is this, it's like, Hmm, I have this song. Um, I think crowded places would do really well if he did a verse like this here. And we're going to complement that by getting this individual over here to sing, you know, or, or things like that. Or maybe I want a flute solo somewhere. And so you, we make that happen. And yeah, that's arranging. I love to hear it. We love to hear it. So, um, so we have an understanding of what Alec does. Um, now let's just take it back to the beginning. Very briefly. You have, uh, you have a lot going on musically, uh, which I want to focus on today. Uh, but just for the people who may not know you as well, uh, let's, uh, just start from the beginning. Where are you from? Um, I am born and raised in the, uh, West side of Cleveland, Ohio. West side of Cleveland, Ohio. Shout out to the West side. Now, are you in the trenches? You said what? Are you in the trenches? The trenches? Are you in the trenches? Are you in the streets? <laughs> I'm not in the trenches, no. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I don't know. I, I think uh, there's a, a popular boxer who comes from that area. And um, uh, from my understanding, it's pretty rough. Um, I mean, some things do happen. You do hear about some things. Um, I know someone who was, uh, had their car jacked like a month ago, but you know, crazy things like that do happen on occasion, but not, not where I'm from. No. Okay. You know, what I'm taking from this is you're, you're certified in the street, so they don't bother you. Um, yeah, typically, typically sometimes people start acting out a little bit, you know, and usually one of my cronies will be like, yo, that that's Alec. Like, better watch what you're doing. And then people get the message and, you know, they, you yeah. know, they step off a little bit, you know? That, that's, that's, that's big Alec. All right. So, uh, so West Side, uh, shout out to the West Side. And what was life like growing up there? What did, uh, what did you do? What was, uh, what did you guys do there? Um, yeah. So I'm from a suburb called Avon. Um, I, I happen to love living there. Um, it gets a bad rep sometimes, you know, mistake on the on the lake and, and what what have you. But um, we have we've always had beautiful um, temperate summers. Um, I really enjoyed the winters as well growing up. Um, you know, we did all that usual stuff like building igloos and snowball fights and things like that. Um, I'm a nerd. Um, I grew up playing video games and, you know, reading books and a lot of general nerd stuff, watching anime. And, um, yeah, yeah. I was really more of an indoors guy for most of my life. And to tell you the truth, I think, uh, I think the music would be a lot different if I, if I wasn't that way, you know, but Interesting. I think, I think pretty much. Yeah. I think, I think that describes me. Okay. So, so indoors guy for the most part, uh, nerdy in your own words, uh, anime. Now anime is, a. Uh, it's become very much, uh, popular 
uh, in the times we're living today. Um, I think we talked about this before uh, that anime was kind of, you know, out there back when like I was in middle school. Like if you if you read the the I don't I'm not in very uh, versed in the anime culture, but uh, I don't know if it was called manga. Please correct me. If I'm I've wrong, heard, I've heard people who read it refer to it as manga. Manga. That's how you'd say it if you were Japanese. But okay. I, yeah, I wouldn't fault you for saying manga. Yeah, things like that. Watching anime, um, reading the manga books. Um, it was kind of it was kind of weird back in the day, but now it's way more accepted. But you're an OG. You you didn't hop <laughs> on this in 2020, 2021. You were you were really really with that. Well, it was, uh, it was the way I was raised. Like, um, you know, like, of course, these things were completely alien to my parents. But, you know, I have my I have, well, I have my older brother to, to, to thank for this. He's five years older than me. And um, yeah, it's like when he was four or five, he found Pokemon. And like, you know, 20 years later, you know, I have mu- I make music inspired by anime, you know. That's really the what the domino effect of that was. You know, you grow you grow up and you you play Nintendo games and and you check out. As a child, you know, you watch this this show, you know, on Saturdays or, or you do this, and it it just never felt like an like an abnormal like an an abnormal thing. You know, never mm-hmm. felt weird or taboo, and yeah. Mm-hmm. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to focus on um, the anime aspect of your life, because um, you just said if you were more of an outdoorsy person when you were younger, the music would be different. However, you have like, you know, anime is a whole nother culture. So you have a cultural side of you that's, um, uh, can we say, apparent in your music, inspired um, in your music. So um, that, that's one of the things that, you know, very early on in this interview that I think one should come to appreciate um, how one's upbringing can affect their, uh, their musical style. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you want me to, to go further into that? Uh, it, it, um, hold that thought. We're going to, we're still going to get some of the basics. So hold the thought about the anime. We'll get um, some more um, inspirations a little later. So sure. uh, what, what did you do outside of the music? Were there any other um, creative outlets that you had um, that people may not even know about? Oh man. Um, ever since I was little, I like to write. Um, like every kid I, I, drew, I drew sometimes. Um, I became obsessed with origami when I was about 12. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I just said that in front of other people. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Me and like uh, some of my siblings, my little brother, we, we did all sorts of creative things. We would like build forts and stuff like that. Of course, maybe that's just typical guy stuff. I don't know. But, you know, we, we were always making things and playing things and coming up with games and yeah. Yeah. You know what? Um, I'm going to make you feel a little better about the origami because I did so too. Um, I had a book and uh, I messed around with origami uh, when I was around 10, 10 or 11, uh, had a, you know, basic book uh, and uh, and I enjoyed it. It was it was pretty cool. So a uh, shout out to the origami heads out there. Uh, so transitioning back into the music, um, 
at what point in your life and your childhood or, or whenever, when did you really start uh, getting into the music? Uh, what, what pushed you that direction? Um, you know, with, you know, running the risk of sounding like pretentious or like, you know, self-absorbed, um, I honestly think I was kind of in a way born that way, you know, it's just because I've always been inclined toward musical things like, you know, like ever since I was little, and this is going back to the video games and, and anime and stuff like that. Um, I would be so interested in like different obscurities that you find in, in music um, and things like that. What, when, what really kind of, excuse me, got me started was, uh, again, got to thank my big brother for this one. Um, Guitar Hero. Okay. You know, uh, we played Guitar Hero 3 like a lot. Um, and I love the game and I don't even really like rock music. That's just all the music, you know, as an eight year old, you know, or at least mm -hmm. for me. And like, um, yeah, I love, love, love that game for the music. Um, and I think back today, it's like most of these songs I would just wouldn't even listen to in my free time, you know, but it was just so like enthralling for me. And I was, probably eight or going on nine somewhere in that mixture or asked my parents to buy me a guitar, um, like a real one. And I really didn't know what I was going to do with it. I kind of guess I just thought I was going to figure it out or something, but I wanted a guitar and uh, they bought me one and uh, started taking lessons. And uh, yeah, that's where it started. And the rest was history from there, I guess. Right. So um, now we kind of mentioned this or kind of touched on it before. Um, are there any other uh, musical instruments that you ended up playing? Um, yeah, well, I do play guitar and I enjoy guitar. Um, piano is kind of like my true love instrument. You know, it's 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 just everything you could want an instrument, a, a piano, because we have a grand piano at home and and uh, it's a symphony all by itself. You can do whatever you want. It has like the full range of emotion. They have, you know, all 88 keys. You can have four octaves and, and all this stuff that, that you, would, you could possibly want to do. You can even, you know, play it softly or you know you can be as crazy loud as you want and you know you can do all the they call it timber in music it's like this fancy term that basically means like maybe the flavor or taste you get from it you know okay it's like and you know this that's this is why everyone you know everyone knows this whether they realize it or not that's why that's why classical music was what it was for centuries. It's because piano never got old. You know? So, yeah, I love piano. Um, I try to sing and rap sometimes, but behind closed doors. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, not, not good enough for the public to do that. 
Now, have you ever let, let's can, did we ever hear any vocals on on any of your music? Not for me. Okay, not for me. But you might in the future. Okay, all right. We're looking forward to that. How how soon in the future? This album, maybe right. months from now. How many months? Say say that again. Maybe a few, um, two or three, if the you know things kind of fall into place. All right, because you're. Oh, sorry. No, Didn't... sorry. Your last full full um body of work was was it a, a 2019? That's right. Yeah. You know what? I have your dis- discography up um wow. right now. Talk um, about sophistication. Uh, you know what? Wow, they 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 played me. Here we go. So we have um we have beats lead the way. We have beats for reflection, the hot chocolate EP, and and a couple singles. So um yeah you uh, you're really out here. So um if anybody um by the way we always like to say go listen to um Alex music. Uh, you're on all streaming platforms. Is that correct? Yeah, including YouTube, by the way. I uh, I mentioned this to to Manny. Um, oh yeah, one of your collaborators. Um, it's always nice, artists, to put your music on YouTube because I'm gonna repeat this. At my job, they block streaming platforms, so I listen to music through YouTube. I don't know, you know, YouTube yeah. isn't blocked for whatever reason. YouTube and, is, uh, is the great equalizer. No matter who you are, no matter which side of the spectrum you're on, if you're a Spotify guy or a, an Apple Music person, you know, it's like you always have YouTube there. It's got your back. YouTube has your back. So put your music on YouTube, y'all. Shout uh, out YouTube. Shout out to YouTube for sure. Now, um, when it comes, speaking of, you know, bodies of work, um, everybody starts from somewhere. So. Yeah. At what point did you go from playing uh, the guitar, playing the keys and piano to actually recording music? Yeah, so uh, like every nerd, I, uh, I was obsessed with EDM music when I was like 13, 14, 15, actually probably like 13 to present basically. <laughs> um, yeah, and I forgot exactly what was the main um, motivational factor for me. But at some point I'm like, you know what, I'm going to check this out. Maybe it'll be kind of fun. Um, and so I got, you know, I found this free, um, digital audio workstation that that comes with like a preset of like different drum sounds and stuff like that. And I just started playing with it. Um, I was really into video game development at the time and I was working on a really like long-term project. It was an RPG and uh, I wanted to start scoring it myself. And so I think that was another, was another one of the reasons I wanted to get into just checking stuff out. Mm-hmm. You know? And how old were you around that time? 16. So yeah. 16. All right. And when it came down to, uh, you know, laying down some of your music, uh, how hard was it? Because, you know, music software in my opinion, uh, is difficult to learn. You know, you open up this software, you have all sorts of, you know, this this workspace laid out and you have to learn how to use it. Um, can you talk about like some of the difficulties of recording music? Difficulties? Um, yeah. Um, you, can you hear anybody else right now? Is that distracting? It's not distracting. Beautiful. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of agree with you. As software is, it's like you could study it for forever. There's always that's what Reddit's for. Because if you go on Reddit, <laughs> there's always a, there's always someone out there who knows what you don't. You know, um, there's all these things. It was kind of overwhelming at first. Stuff like EQing and side chain and you know maybe you recognize some of these you know um, common verbiage, but um, yeah, there's like all this stuff. But I realized it's like you take a look at any problem that seems big and and what is always the solution. This is just just check it out a little bit. You know, you got a pile of papers on your desk. You don't probably don't want to open some of them, but it's like, maybe you just look at one of them and you're like, that wasn't so bad. The rest of it doesn't seem that hard now. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, it's been like a bit, you know, step-by-step process. I'm still learning things. You know, I have friends who, who know things that I don't about production and they're not even producers, you know? So yeah so uh what's your what's your main uh what interface do you use for uh for uh recording audio now not the audio interface but rather the program um can i pass on this on this question <laughs> is that a secret let's yeah let's let it be one for now all right so uh we'll pass on that in other words uh we're, we'll be hearing about um alex own program in a few months he'll be dropping his <laughs> he'll be dropping his audio program um i'm making this up if i'm right it, it is pure coincidence but um yeah so uh let's now talk about um some of your influences um we we kind of left off with the anime a little earlier um but who kind of influenced maybe your sound because at the end of the day you have your own sound you know you make your own music um but just uh in general who influenced you to make music uh, maybe you got some some sauce from some a little bit of style from let's talk about that that is a great question um and i think i'd really have to think about that one to give you like um a truly sufficient answer but um I, I, I can't say off the top of my head, oh, this artist or this artist. I could, but I wouldn't really give you the full picture. But I have always known to some degree what feelings I liked to hear expressed in music, what sort of um, things and, and styles and, um, and motifs that were I always just found touching. It's like, I'm sure, you know, you, you like to listen to music. I'm sure, you know, like it's what exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, there are some things, maybe you can't put your finger on it. Maybe you can't articulate it, but you're like, I don't like that. I like this over here, even if they may be very similar in genre. And so I've always known that about myself. I, I will say this though. I, um, I got into hip hop when I was 16 um, through EDM music, it's kind of a long story, but I won't bore you with the details, but I got into hip hop music. Um, yeah, yeah. It was like, 
I don't know if uh, Samson, uh, it's crowded places for those that don't know, ever told you this in his interview or not. But I had an experience a lot like him where growing up, I always avoided like rap music because it got a, it got a, a bad rap, no pun intended. You know? <laughs> and my older sister, um, she, she's always liked hip hop and R&B and things like that. But what she liked to play, I found dumb and uninteresting. She liked a lot of like the radio hits and things like that. And I'm like, I mean, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't like this. Um, and then somebody sent me, I don't want to name the project, but sent me a project that came out in 2016 or I was like, Whoa, I never considered this possible. You know, as like one of those moments where it's like, I'm hearing live instruments being played. It's not just like one bass note carrying the whole song, you know, you know, it's like, and, and I really started to appreciate what rap is because I'll, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you what rap is not. Rap is not somebody who they can't, they have no ability to sing. So they just talk or yell instead. That's what people who don't like rap music hear when they hear rap. It's like they so badly want to hear a melody, but they're not. They're hearing a person speaking. But see, that's intentional. What I learned over the years, it's like when someone raps, let me back up. The human voice has always been like the ultimate instrument. It's always been a wind instrument. We breathe in and we use our, our vocal cords to, to sing melodies. So we do is we sing melodies, you know, it goes up and down. And then rappers came around and they were like, no, our voices are gonna be used for percussion. It's a percussive element. It's a rhythm. When, when somebody's rapping, you go like that, you know? Cause it's not a melody. It's being used, it's closer to a drum than it is any other instrument is what's happening. And I just gained an appreciation for that. And I started finding different rappers and MCs who they just talked about things that I, I found cool or motivational or deep. And I was like, this is really cool. And then I found Nujabes, or I think most people pronounce it Nujabes. Is that, is that name familiar to you? Does that ring a bell, Quentin? Yeah, but to tell you the truth, that's the first time I heard it pronounced. That is the very first time I ever heard um, that name pronounced. And I did not listen. And I never listened to, I'm going to say it like you did, because I always said Nujabees. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I how I always read it. Um, Najabez. I never listened. Um, and this person is now deceased. Well, he's an amazing story. Um but you don't need me to tell you that um, he has a, he has his own, like any social media you go on or any platform, he has like a cult following there. Um, he was a Japanese hip hop producer who he did things differently than other producers at the time. Um, his, his drums didn't really knock. They didn't really pound, didn't really move you. They were kind of like there what you were there was for melodies. He made melodic hip hop music. And like, I know people are gonna be listening to this and be like, oh, well, I heard this guy before him who also did the same thing. It's like, maybe he did, but 
you know, Nujibes, he was like a truly cherished like idol in music. He um he passed in 2010 of a fatal car accident. But he left behind an enormous body of work that to this day is played constantly by like millions of people. Um he died in 2010. He just had an album re repressed to vinyl because people are, people are in such high demand for it. You look at some of his like original vinyl pressings on like, um, cause I'm a vinyl dude um, on websites like Discogs and things like that. It's like, there's, they're never less than several hundred dollars for a single record. It's like, it's that cherished. That's who this guy is. And when I found him, I was like, this is so cool. This is the antithesis to every stereotype in rap music about it being ignorant or, or too bass heavy or just for dancing. It's like, he's like, no, he was his own thing. And here's how I learned to pronounce his name correctly. He had, um, he frequently collaborated with different artists, a lot of uh, American rappers um, one of them was Substantial, whom I've befriended since, and uh, we made a song together last May. Um, and he pronounced it Nujabes. And so I'm like, well, that's how you say it then. Because I always read it as Nujabes. I don't know why. <laughs> hey, I'm over here saying Nujabes. So it's. <laughs> he said, he said Nujabes. So I'm like, that's how it is then. Because, yeah. like, yeah, it, there's so many stories, but. Um, he's a, he's a legendary figure in, I think, music in general, not just his small corner of hip hop. Mm -hmm. I, I think those who are, who may be watching or listening right now, they, they can hear or see the enthusiasm, uh, that you have when you talked about that. I think this is the most emotional I've ever seen you, you know, it's not like we, we know each other intimately, but you're over there sweet, yeah. you're getting animated and talking, your, your, your voice is going up and down. <laughs> he, shout out to uh, Najibes. Um, I definitely um, have to indulge myself in his music. Uh, I'll send you some. I'll send you some links after this. Yeah, please do because now I've I've seen the name, I've heard the name, I've heard it around, but I've never myself listened. Maybe I heard something unintentionally, not knowing it was uh, their music. But uh, it, this interview is 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 really pushing me to uh, to listen. So um, I'm gonna have to do that. Shout out to you for putting me on. Shout out to Alec, y'all. Um, so. Um, how would you describe your music uh, to someone who never heard Alec Hershey before? Um, that's kind of been the unanswerable question for like the longest time. Maybe this is common for everybody. Maybe people just don't want to categorize themselves. Maybe they just don't want to put themselves in boxes. I don't know. But I would say I make, I would say that I am a hip hop producer who is obsessed with jazz music, who grew up on rock music, who loves anime. <laughs> I think that's how I would describe it. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that. So with that being said, what are some of uh what are some elements, what are some instruments that uh you could expect to be heard listening to to Alec Hershey? Um well with his new album in particular, um, just because that's the freshest in my mind. Um 
a lot of keys, um, a lot of piano. The instruments that I play, guitar, I like using synthetic strings a lot, like violins and cellos and things like that. I'm a big classical nerd too. I love Chopin. Um, I've loved Chopin since I was a child. Um, so yeah, there's always a hint of, it's like, huh, that kind of sounds classical, I think. Um, and yeah, you're going to hear a lot of collaborations from other people because it's what I love to do. I love to, here's a, here's a cool thing that happens when you're making music. When you're writing a song, and for me, it's an instrumental piece almost always, um, just because I'm more of a feeling guy than a word guy, and it's hard for me to come up with lyrics and things like that. But I'll be working on like a piece, um, and I'll send it to somebody. I have lots of amazing, incredible friends who are like absurdly talented, like um, crowded places, like my friend Rob Trahan, um, like Ethan Ledley, Manny Zumar, all the all the heartbeats guys, and uh, <laughs> my little brother. My little brother is a really good rapper, um, and it's like you send something or you share it with someone, and their take on it is completely different, and you're like whoa that's really cool and then other things become possible you know when you when you when you i guess harmonize with other people you know it can take it to a completely new level and it's a now a bond that you formed with that other person um and it's just it's just a joy that you share forever you know because it's like you can always be like, look back and be like, Hey, remember that song we did? Yeah. That was, you know, yeah. does, that, does that answer your question? I yeah. kind of, I, I do, I go on monologues and tangents and if I ever am like going somewhere, I shouldn't just be like, Hey man, like that's good. Stop there. No, check this out. I, um, I tell people all the time when, when we do these interviews, you know, I don't want to talk, you know, I, I think, uh, I love when, when, when the guest goes off and, and talks, cause you know, it's, this isn't about me. It's really to, uh, get to know you. So even in, in a tangent or, you know, you're going off on a, on a mini calm rant, um, it, we just get to know you more and more and more. So it, it's all about you. We're getting to know, um, Alec Hershey today. So, yeah. um, uh, I want to transition into uh, the projects that you released. Um, at what point did you feel comfortable and confident enough to say, you know what, I'm going to put together a project? Um, that's a good question. I think because well, I love albums. Songs on their own can be wonderful. But an album front to back is the true, that is the way music is intended to be listened to by the artist. The artist who makes the album structures it in a meticulous way. Like sometimes artists labor over how they're going to order an album or what songs they're going to include or exclude because um, they're trying to create a greater body of work. That's all of these smaller things combined. And so I was just was fascinated with that idea. And I just thought as somebody who has been making beats for like a year or two, I was like, I, I wanna try doing that. I wanna put something out there with my name on it. You know, I was a teenager. 
I wanted to do something, you know? And looking back, so much of that stuff is like, oh, that's like, that's terrible. You know what? Tangent time. <laughs> Talk about it. This is for everybody who hates their own art or their own music. Um, Beats for Reflection, my first project. It'll always feel special to me. It was like a milestone for me and, you know, um, a lot of good things, you know, and some of the beats weren't that bad, but a lot of it is dwarfed by what other people are able to do and what I'm able to do now. That's just a fact of life. And so as artists, I think we tend to, to kind of carelessly denigrate our old stuff. Like that was, that was garbage. That was trash. But you know what? I was thinking, I'm like, you know what? I thought this last year, this is the last year that beats for reflection is going to be available because I don't want new fans to hear that and be like, be disappointed by it. And then, you know what? I met this woman named Steph Pockets. She is a rapper from Philly. She actually grew up next door to Will Smith. Um, and she's an international hip hop recording artist. She's like enormously big in Japan. She gets like hundreds of thousands of plays on her songs. Super nice um, a woman. Um, and like, I think like either I followed her or she followed me. We just connected on Instagram. And like one day she just sent me like a screenshot of her listening to one of the beats for reflection songs on YouTube. And she's like, I love this. And she, she was like, let's get together and make some music together based off. And this was based off something that I hated, but she knows what she's talking about. She's a pro and she liked it. And we wrote a song together for my album and Manny Zumar sings the chorus. Um, so, you know, it's like, by the way, stories like that happened a few times throughout the album, which just, it feels so special to me that these things are able to happen, but that's just, that's an important lesson to learn. It's like, don't take yourself for granted. Yeah. That's awesome. That's all. I love stories like that. I love stories like that because you, you never know what you're yeah, how your music's gonna make an effect on people or have what type of effect it'll have. So I, I love that. I made a song. <laughs> now I don't make music y'all, but um, you know, back in the day I used to do, do, a, do a little bit of stupid stuff, but I made a song called black t-shirt. Okay. What um, was it about? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. So um, it was basically a, a cover of somebody else's song. I used their flow, but I put my own lyrics. But it was to be, it was like my personal thing. I wanted to do it. I wanted to use this flow. It was like kind of like a, almost like a, you know, Bone Thugs and Harmony type flow, West Coast. I don't know. But it, it wasn't supposed to be like hot. But that's the song that people oh, like. You just wanted to just be something that you liked. You wanted to inject yourself into it. Exactly. In that song, people really liked to that song. So um, I'm like, Oh really? Like this is okay. Sure. So yeah, you don't, you don't know the effect, you know, music will have on people. Oh, yeah. So I, I love that. So um, shout out to Steph, 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 in, Steph in the pocket. Um <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna send her this this interview. <laughs> shout out to shout out to you, Steph. Smile, Steph. Uh, shout out to Will Smith too. He watches uh he watches the Cool Hand podcast. 
I'm well aware. He does. He does. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. So he has, a, he has a crowded places hat. He has a crowded places hat. I, he, yeah, of of course. Enough. Shout out to Will Smith. Um, so you got you you release your first album and um let's talk about what you've learned um through through the time recording um music in the past and after that we'll talk about um the album that you have coming up uh whatever you can talk about uh, regarding that project but um as you grew as an artist um what were some of the key things that you learned when it came to putting out music um, yeah, that's a good question. So here's a big thing. Um, if you're making music, um, no one will listen to it. And well, here's what I mean by that is like you think about uh, everyone listens to music. Everyone appreciates music. How do you find new music that you like? It's, is it from a, a YouTube algorithm or is it like a, a Spotify fans also like did you hear a song in a, in a DJ mix, excuse me, or, or somebody else's playlist? Maybe a friend said, hey, check out this cool thing that I just found. Um, none of that happens if your music is undiscoverable. And what makes music discoverable? The fact that other people listen to it. So you see this, you see this paradox mm -hmm. that happens. You need people to listen to it in order to make people listen to it. So it's, it's kind of like a tough grind in the beginning. You kind of just have to hope that people take a chance on listening to your stuff and you, you hope that they like it enough to, to remember it. That's, that's really it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an important lesson. Let's see. I'm sure there's some other things. Um, it's hard and disappointing, and it's kind of like that stack of papers analogy from the beginning. It seems like a lot at first, but once you just kind of start doing it, um, you realize it's not so bad when you can compartmentalize things and, and break them down. And um, it's so worth it. It's so worth it, dude. So many like wonderful experiences I've had just because I put out these dumb beats, you know, <laughs> like I could go on and on about like things that, that have happened to me that I'm grateful for, you know, I, I ran into a guy I kind of know in public once who is like way far away from me like way far away. And he just goes, dude, Alec, love your music, man. <laughs> like, like that. And it's like, it's like, oh, like, wow. Like, A, you care enough to hear this music and like you actually liked it. And what that means is, um, unless your music is inauthentic, as in you hear a song and you're like, oh, I want to do that. Like, maybe you're a rock artist and you go, I'm going to make Mr. Brightside. But like, I'm gonna do it my own way. As long as you're not doing that, as long as you're trying to be authentic and somebody else likes it, weird as it may be, um, niche as it may be, somebody else likes it, they've just connected with you on an intimate level because they saw what, what you saw when you were making it. You know? Yeah. I, and I, I truly feel that way. When someone tells me that they like, like, they like a certain song, uh, somebody I don't know, she she messaged me one day and she was like, hey, I heard this song of you. I really love this. I can tell you were going for this, you know? And she just was spot on. And it's like, this is an instrumental piece. How, how'd you know what it was about, you know? Um, 
but yeah, other cool things. Um, like I said, uh, I'm, I got to meet um, Substantial, who has been incredibly helpful in. He give, he's given me so much advice. Um, we've just spent time like chit chatting on Zoom and Skype and stuff, and he's full of musical wisdom and he, he's a really awesome guy in and outside of the studio. Uh, meeting him and getting encouragement from him. Like when he told me he liked my music and this guy worked with Nujabez, I was like, whoa, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, no, nobody like notable, like cares about me. So I don't exactly know what you mean, but I, well, I know that you validated what let's say it'd be like if Joe Rogan was like, Hey, you're doing a good job on that podcast. You know oh, thanks, what I mean? man? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, Whoa, you're Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You interviewed Elon Musk for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> you can think of a person famous. He's probably interviewed them by now. I don't really keep yeah. up with the podcast, but, but yeah. you get, I'm saying, you know, and he told me that, you know, he saw a lot of potential in it and it's like, boom, there's all the self-confidence you need right there. Um, I met a, a local Cleveland rock band really early on into my making music. I'm um, called the modern electric. Um, there's there, I guess you could call them the band, the band lead. Um, Although I don't want to step on anyone's toes, but I think he he operates in a leader type function. He's also the the front the front man and singer. His name is uh, his name is Garrett Kamyadi, and he's another person who's been exceptionally helpful and influential, and always down to give advice and things like that. And like they've got, I think they have more than one song on Spotify with like over a million plays or something like that. Like. For indie, for an indie group, you know, like, like no record label, no record deal. That's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and they've given, you know, helpful advice. He actually invited me to open for them um, prior to the pandemic hit and kind of canceled that plan. But there's op when you meet people, opportunities open up through them. I met another artist who um, she's an incredible, incredible, incredible singer. Um, she deserves all the fame and appreciation that, that she can get. Her name is Jenna Fournier. Um, she's in a band called Knights, as well as a solo project called Kid Tiger. Um, yeah, and she's been awesome too. I met her through them and, you know, we made some music together that is like two years ago, I would have thought impossible. But, you know, that's just, that kind of emboldens you, you know? Can I tell you about this album? Yes, please do. So this current album I'm working on is, I went with a Beats theme. So it's kind of like the end of the Beats trilogy. It's Beats 3. The full title is Beats for Those We Love because that's who we all make it for. It's those we love. And um, having been prior emboldened by these... Um, these experiences where people tell you that they like your music and, and there's potential there and what you're doing is working. Um, I thought to myself, I don't know how much time I'm, I'm going to have to do all this stuff. You know, I, I may not be able to make music in the future, but that dream I had as a young teenager to put something out there with my name on it is still there. I still want to hit that next hill. 
You know, I just want to do something. Like everybody wants to do something. This is the thing that I want to do. And so I thought, why hold back? Why not just try to do all the things that I wanted to do in this album instead of thinking, instead of placing limits on myself, like, okay, um, here's what I want to do, but people don't like this. And this group of people I know will think that's weird. And my mom's going to hate that. So we'll take that. It's like, no, I'm just going to do everything that I want. You know, that I always wanted to be and make. And that was going to involve collaborating with the people I wanted to. And so I put together, I wrote down a dream list, a realistic dream list. I'm not going to, you know, you know, I don't get emails from like Drake all that often, or, you know, you know, Taylor Swift. Um, but realistically, who are the artists that I would be most touched to write and collaborate with? Who I can, who is within my power to do so. And I checked everyone off that list, all except for one person, but he was legally, he, he couldn't for legal reasons. He's kind of legally tied to what he's doing musically. Um, but that doesn't rule him out for the future. But everybody else I could literally dream of appeared on this album. A, a, a couple of them by chance, purely by chance, like Steph Pockets. Um, there's another one. Do you want to hear a cool story? Absolutely. There was a group in the early, I should say mid, mainly, pop, mainly active in the mid-2000s from Montreal called Specifics. Um, who was a rapper called Golden Boy. They often had features from some other rappers and a producer called Think Twice, but they were called Specifics, like Specifics. And no one, like, no one knows them. They're in obscurity. But the people that do know them are like absurdly in love with them. They haven't put out a single. None of the members have social media. They're absolutely off the grid, don't exist anywhere haven't released a song since 2010 and their last album was in 2007 and they still dwarf my plays every month. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That was 14 years ago. They put out an album and their fans like are like 20 times mine. They were cool guys. And so because I'm a nerd, I use Reddit like all nerds do. And I was on Reddit one day, which is, is kind of like a website, social media forum thing for people who don't know. And I subscribed to a bunch of like music, different, you know, different music groups. And there was one for hip hop music. Um, and somebody created a post where they were like, hey, does anyone remember specifics? Whatever happened to those guys? Does anyone know like where Gold Bo Golden Boy went or like, does anyone know the story there? Because they're literally off the grid. Not literally, they don't live in space, you know, or in Alaska, but you know what I mean? Can't find them. And so, and I know because I looked, I really wanted to meet Golden Boy. It would be like my dream to get him on a song. You know, he's not, you know, everyone's, you know, you know, favorite rapper. And, you know, there's plenty of people who probably just wouldn't even like his style, but I thought he was super cool and I wanted to work with him and I knew we would work well together. And um, so I tried to find his contact info. Like literally, I tried. Um, couldn't find it anywhere. I was obsessed with their music for like two years, like a year, really. Um, 
I went like scouring everywhere. Was there like a B side that I missed? You know, is there like a leaked thing? You know, cause I just want to hear more. And um, but the trail eventually ended. There's just nothing, there's just nothing there. I make this post or this guy makes this post on, on, on Reddit. Um, and, you know, I made this comment like, hey, I'm you know, sorry to tell you, I tried finding these guys. I really, really searched for Golden Boy. I wanted to, wanted to get a feature from him. Um, by the way, last song was in 2010. It's now 2020. Well, it was 2020 at the time. You know, um, but hey, trail ran cold and uh, I couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. And then a month goes by. And some random guy with like this username that like, I don't remember, um, with like no profile picture, he responds to my comment and was like, hey, I might be able to put you in touch with Golden Boy. He's like, send me a message. I was like, okay, (laughs) joking or, or what? I don't know what this means. So I sent him a message and I'm like, Hey man, I really nice of you to reach out. You, um, you said you might be able to put me in touch with golden boy and writes back. And he's like, well, I am him. Ha ha. And then we talked on Skype for two hours. Wow. And then I told him about my album and he decided to come out of a 10 year retirement to feature on it (laughs) for free. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to learn all about him and what happened to his group. And it's just, it's, it was so cool. It's just like, I'll literally be on zoom sometimes and I'll be like, I'm, I'm talking to golden boy from specifics. Like this is the coolest thing probably ever. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and what's cool is he's actually an English professor now. He, which I feel is a natural progression from rapper to English professor, you know, I just thought, 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 thought that that was kind of funny or maybe ironic or it's like being interested in linguistics. It like never left him, you know, mm-hmm. that that's, I think it's pretty cool, Alec, um, how this, some of these stories behind the, your upcoming project that's beats for those we love. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's cool. The whole, the whole Reddit story, like that's cool. The, um, uh, the Steph pocket story, she found your music, the, uh, golden boy, shout out to golden boy and, and, uh, specifics, um, from Montreal. I'm writing this stuff down. Um, I, I think, I think that's pretty cool. Like, you know, it, yeah, know, I'm a lucky like, guy, man. <laughs> this is the, this is the album of serendipity. You know, like these things are just just coming together. Serendipity, serendipitous beats. <laughs> serendipitous beats. That's right. So, uh, what else can we can we expect now? Substantial. Um, we we have some substantial uh, crowd of places. Manny Zumar um, is uh, what's my man's name? Oh man, I'm going blank. Uh, he's he's under the heart heart uh, beats imprint. Ethan Ludley. Ethan Letley, yes. Um, he's on there. Is he on this album too? Oh yeah. Okay. Um so it wouldn't we, be an Alec Hershey album without a without a little Ethan Letley. you you heard it from the man himself. So <laughs> um, is there any other surprises that we can uh, anticipate? Well, it wouldn't be a surprise. No. Um yeah, um I can I can tell you. Um there's a lot of collaborators. Um my little brother is kind of making his debut. Um He's really good. He's great linguistic skills, excellent 
freestyle rapper like we like to just like sometimes like freestyle in the car over like beats and stuff i mean we make like little games out of it to see who could like you know like i'll do four bars he'll do four bars and we'll go back and forth until like one of us messes up and he wins every time um because if you went to like like if you put like a like a one hour extended mix of like a rap instrumental he'll just he'll just rap over it for an hour mm-hmm. you know? it, it's and he wanted to make an album so I, I produced his album this year and it'll come out after mine but um he debuts on my album quite a bit his name is guest list guest list um because it's, it's exclusive if you know you know man <laughs> uh, we made t-shirts for that too um and hoodies if you get cold um Oh, and by the way, this logo, the Heartbeats logo, was designed by my friend Nikita Abraham. And the back of it with like, kind of like our, I guess you could call it a tagline, it says, play from your heart. Um, this design in the back was done by Manny himself. Oh, shout out to Manny. He's a really cool graphic. He's really good at graphic design. Yeah, yeah, Crowded Places makes a, a few appearances. And I have to admit, I admit this with no shame or embarrassment but as is commonly the theme with with his music is whatever song he's on he steals the show <laughs> it becomes his song <laughs> you know not that he tries to do that yeah but yeah dude um he's on a couple songs on this album one of them has been done for like a year and a half i contemplated putting it out ahead of time and i probably should have for marketing reasons, but I just, I really wanted to just make it a surprise because people aren't expecting it, you know? Cause it, it, it's, it's some of the best of him and some of the best of me. And together we made something new. We did that for two songs. Um, like I said, my, my friend Jenna, Kid Tiger, um, we wrote a song together that I, I shot a music video for this morning um, that's super, super, super beautiful. I sent that to to Sam to uh, to maybe do a verse on, but he deliberated for a while and ultimately refused because he didn't want to risk diluting or tainting the song. Like he's like, no, no, you keep it this way. It's perfect the way it is, you know. Which takes a big man to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ivan Ives from the Lulls and Traffic, who I think is amazing. Um, here's another cool song, a cool, a slightly cool story, not as cool as the others, but uh, I have a friend, this, uh, Rob Trahan. He, he sang this song called spiral that we made together and he's such a cool dude and an amazing singer and songwriter. And, um, yeah, we hung out in person in January of, I think, 2019, 2020, 2019, I think 2019, I, my mind doesn't remember dates anymore after the pandemic. Um, dates are no longer important. So I don't remember them. And um, yeah, we, he wrote a song f- with his friend and he sent it to me and I made like, I was just playing around. And I like freestyled some piano over it and made like some violins. I put it on Snapchat, you know, as I'm like goofing around like new music with Rob John and, and sent it to a bunch of people. One of my friends who was getting married, she was like, that's super beautiful. That's going to be my first dance song. Oh, wow. So she's like, do you think Rob would be okay with us playing it? And I was like, Bailey, I'll do you one better. 
I called Rob and I was like, Hey, do you want to come to this girl's wedding and play a song together for her first dance? And he was like, it's done, considered done. So he flew out and we hung out for a weekend and this isn't that song. That's his song. He does what he wants with it. It's not on my album. But while we're hanging out, he shows me this band that only has one album called The Lulls in Traffic, which are kind of undefinable. It's like every genre but country, you know? It's like, they are super cool and it consists of, I think both of them produce, I think one is kind of like a multi-instrumentalist slash singer and Ivan Ives is kind of a unique rapper because um, he has a unique perspective on life, I think, because he was born toward the end of the Soviet Union in Russia. And his dad was a famous painter who was routinely persecuted by the KGB for the art he made because it was illegal to make any art that was not basically portraits of people. And um, yeah, he had, he knew many people who were um, abducted by the police and never heard from again for the paintings that they made. And then when he was like eight or nine, his, his dad um, moved their family to Brooklyn and he started making, uh, he didn't start as a child, but he got into rap music and that, that experiences can't help but affect us, things like that. So this, this makes him a unique rapper, in my opinion. And you can hear that in his music, I think. And so he was another, I just became immediately impressed with him. He was so unique. Every time I played him for someone else, I'd be like, whoa, I haven't heard a rapper who sounded like that before or who approached things with a style like that. Um, so I added him to the list of dream collaborators. And one day I was making this beat and I, I sample sometimes, like like all producers do. Sampling is super fun, and it can really get the creative juices flowing. And I, I, you know, I play this guitar and make this little instrumental. I was like, I'm gonna find a way to get this to Ivan Ives. Except he's kind of a private guy and has no information either. But then I remembered, if you buy a song off Bandcamp, it gives you an option to send a thank you note via email to the artist. So I go and I like buy one of their songs for like a dollar or whatever. And the email is like, hey, by the way, big fan, I'm trying to reach Ivan Ives. Talk about, you know, maybe collaborating on a song. He writes me back and we make this. He's like, all right, I'm on board. And like a few weeks later, he wrote a verse for it. And we went back and forth about ideas. He didn't like my idea and I was okay with that. His idea was way better. Um, and so we started writing this song called Even in This Cold. And I got a better idea. I was like, watch, this is gonna be cool. I, I thought this was only fair to do. I call up Rob, who puts me on this band that he loves. And I was like, hey Rob, um, do you wanna get on a song with uh, the lulls in traffic? You know, this band that he, he, that he loves. And he was like, um, yeah, yeah, is, is that happening? Is that a real thing? I was like, so far it's, it's a real thing. Um, and so that was a unique experience. He got to collaborate on a song with an artist that he likes together. The three of us got to do this and we're making this song and I actually wrote a rap verse for it because um, the theme spoke to me and I, I wanted to give my shot at doing this. And um, yeah, while putting kind of the finishing touches on it, I decided I wanted a, a female um, vocalist to do like a double chorus with Rob toward the end. And I sent it to, to Kid Tiger, who we did this other song with. 
and she just she just wrapped an absolutely perfect and beautiful bow on the song and it's just like wow this i did not think was possible mm-hmm. but here we are you know and it's yeah man it's just it is it is the gift that keeps on giving interesting i'm excited i'm excited for this album thank you like i'm now now i hope people don't hate it that's all i'm gonna say no they're not gonna hate it you make good music um today is the 10th of of april um this will probably come out maybe early early may um so yeah yeah i i you talking about this, me listening to you talk about this really raises my anticipation. So I'm wondering how anticipated anyone who may be listening, uh, if they weren't involved with this record, um, how they'll be feeling because, you know, I'm amped up now. I haven't listened to most of the artists that you've mentioned, and this may be a good time for people to familiarize themselves with the Kid Tigers, with the Substantials, with the Ivan Ives, with the Rob Trons, you know, um, this is, it's time to get familiar, y'all. If anybody's listening right now, it's time to get familiar. Um, any Anything else that uh, you wanted to uh, mention or talk about? Um, yeah, yeah, I don't want to take up too much time because I know you and I both have um, lives and things to attend to. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm still sort of in the process of it, although it's, it's public, um, the website for it at least. Um, for all my friends who I love to work with, I, I started an independent record label called Heartbeats. I'm glad cool. you brought that up. <laughs> just a bunch of, yeah, we're just a bunch of genuine people who like none of us are pros. We're just people who genuinely just do it just cause. And um, yeah, I just wanted to bring us together and maybe facilitate more collaboration and just kind of help each other out. You know, who knows where it leads? You know, maybe, you know, maybe Manny can, you know, have a beach, have a beach, have a beach house in Mexico someday. You never know. You know what I mean? Um, because we're all going to mutually kind of support each other and drive traffic to each other. And plus, plus, um, cool t-shirts. So yeah, you can buy these shirts. Um, this is a really awkward pose that I'm doing. It's but, all good. Uh, it's a, hey, you don't, don't feel obligated to, um, but you're, you'd be supporting local music and we'd love you forever for it. And that's, called heartbeats website is heartbeatslabel.com heartbeatslabel.com um now what real briefly um like you said you know we got lives and stuff but i want to i want to focus on this because um like we were in the dms real quick one day and uh you brought up the the label and i thought it was pretty cool i think it's cool to, to so this is a legitimate independent record label what steps do you have to take to you know create something like this Really, there's not a whole lot. It's a lot simpler than you'd think. You just need a group of committed people who are committed to music, who like each other, who want to work with each other. And by having your name associated with someone else alone, let alone having your music lead to their music inevitably, um, it's just it's nothing but mutually beneficial. And then, you know, um, 
money is not at all a priority or things like that, but um, we have the opportunity to also possibly, possibly profit off of what we do a bit more. And that would be nothing but helpful because we all got other stuff going on, yeah. you know? And, you know, I just want to kind of, I just thought it'd be a cool, fun thing to do and maybe it'll make other people happy. And we made, we made like a WhatsApp group chat when we brought all these guys together and I invited them on Zoom. And by the way, more people will probably be joining soon, but like for about a month after they all met, it was constantly like text going like, hey, can you and me, we'll do a song and then you and me will do a song and then like those guys will do a song and like they'll do a song together and maybe we can all do a song together. Like they're just constantly like sending stuff and now like Ethan is, he's like an amazing drummer. He's playing drums for Manny Zumar and on on his album and, and like now Samson's mixing some songs for him because Samson's amazing at mixing things and it's like, it's it's taken off. At least it feels that way and it just feels like feels like we're doing something yeah that's what's up now i'm now listen i'm an inspiring um aspiring um rapper and, and inspiring yeah i'm i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm now i'm a rapper right and i'm coming up you know i'm, I'm messed up you know i and ain't nobody listening to my music and and i want to sign to a heartbeats records uh, because because that's where the action's at. That's where everything everybody's popping off now. What type of deal am I getting at at Heartbeats? You know, am I signing a, a three sixty, a, a seven twenty, you know, ten eighty by nine twenty? Like, w- w- what are we getting into at Heartbeats? <laughs> uh, nothing, nothing that legitimate. No, you're getting free advertisement, and um, I'll make merch for you. And we can send it out and people can buy it and have it shipped to their house. And we'll feel, all feel happy and special about that. Nice. You know, I, I can do that. I do. I can do that and do do that for my friends. And so it's cool. It helps us keep making the music. So that's what it's about, you know? So does that answer your question? Yeah, that answers my question. I just wanted to throw throw us a fake scenario out there. Okay. And maybe we'll make like a mixtape together at some point. Call it Heartbeats Volume 1 or something. Check that out. So, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to come from Heartbeats in the future? So, uh, uh, shout out to the label. Um, we got this nice merch over here. I'm going I'm to have to check that out because I like merch. You know, I like buying shirts and records and oh, all sorts of... absolutely do not feel obligated to do so. Oh no! You know what? Black, um, black is my color. So you got the black and white thing going on right there with that shirt. So um, you know that that's good advertisement right now. You know I didn't. Now I'm gonna check out the website. So uh, I guess uh, whoever's listening, if you like his shirt or watching, if you like his shirt, you know, check that out. You know. Um, it, I, I guess that's it. Um, so uh, thank you for coming on. Um, I'm glad we we got this done. My sincerest pleasure, man. Yeah, so we're looking forward to the album Beats for Those We Love uh, coming soon. Uh, we, we got Alec Hershey up in the building. This is the Cool Hand Podcast, something you got to deal with. Easy. And that's it. All right, beautiful. Yeah, that was fun. That was nice. That was fun. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I liked all the backstories. I think, I think a lot of people will enjoy all those backstories of how 
um, you collaborated with these countless, like these countless amounts of artists. So, (laughs) well, a lot of it's like just by chance too. So I think it's, yeah, I think it's a cool thing for people to know about.